0: Greetings, and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study a chapter of Tanakh in each podcast. My name is Yitzhak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted to be studying Sefer Yov with you, Uh, and we are now in Perak Haftet, Chapter 29, which is the second of Yov's Mishalim, Yov's speeches uh, that he makes after the conclusion of the three cycles of disputations uh and in this speech he's going to begin with something which is um most unusual in the context of Yeov. it is uh, the those were the days refrain um and uh and He's wishing nostalgically for those wonderful days of yore, but there are several things that directly affect his interaction with his disputants uh, in these words, I'll point them out as we come along. So he continues with his mashal, his mashal number two. Who would give me like the old months? Meaning, I wish that I were in those old days, like the days where God would watch over me. He would light his lamp over my head. Literally, to his light I would walk darkness. What it means is I'd be able to walk in the darkness by his light. God's light was leading me in those days. Now what's critical here is he's going to describe who he was Both in his personal life and in his communal life and as a leader and be demonstrating that he was considered to be a righteous good leader and a good person, the opposite of what he was accused of in the disputations and that those were halcyon days where everything was wonderful and that he wishes for them again. Uh, but uh, subtly in here is a critique against the, against the disputants who Accused him of what they accused him of, and bringing almost as testimony all of the people from his older life. Of course, the big question is, where are all those people now? But we'll see an, an allusion to that too. As it was in my days of youth, with God's private meeting over my tent, connection to God over my tent. Be'od Shaddai Imadi God was with me Tzivotai Na'arai And around me were my young men And the notion here is that I was both guarded by So many people who surrounded me Young men who, as we'll see Who drank my words with great thirst And God was protecting me Be'rchotz Halichai Be'chemah and chema here is, Rashi points out, is not anger, wouldn't make sense in the context, but is chema. And here he uses uh, elaborate exaggerations uh, to describe his wealth and the great life that he had. I would wash my feet in cream. Vitsur yatsuk imadi palge shamen. And the rock would pour, for me, would pour streams of oil and this evokes images, Shem and Mechal, from Shirat Moshe, when I would go out to the gate, I remember the gate in biblical times was the public gathering place, and was the court, where I would go to the court, over the city, just be looking down at the city, now the Rehov, in modern Hebrew, Rehov means a street, Rehove in Tanakh refers to the plaza, the town gathering place. And he said, there I would have my set place. He was a leader in town. Ra'uni na'arim the young men would see me and they would hide. That was the common protocol and courtesy in front of a great man. Vishishim kamu amadu, the elders would stand and rise for me. S'arim atzru Ministers, leaders, would be stopped up with their words. When I would speak, they wouldn't want to speak. They'd put their hand on their mouth. We see it in, uh, in Shoftim, in the story of uh, Pesel Micha. To, to not say anything. To stop themselves from speaking. Because I'm speaking. The voice of the princes would be hidden. They wouldn't speak. And their tongue would cleave to their palate. In other words, they wouldn't speak at all. Ki ozen Any ear that would hear me would confirm what I was saying. Ve'ayin ra'ata And this is an important switch. This pasuk is an important switch in the in the parak. Because up until now, what he's been describing is great honor that he had. We don't know why he had this great honor, but we know that he evidently spoke words of wisdom and valuable ideas so that everybody wanted to hear him, and nobody felt that they could speak in his presence, but we don't know why. And in the middle of this pasuk, we get the information. Not only did the ear that hear me confirm what I had to say, but ayin ra'atava Ideni, the eye that saw me would testify about me, that I am, and to quote Chazal. I would teach well, but I would also practice well. And here we hear the practice. I would rescue a poor man who's crying out. Or an orphan that had nobody helping him. It's exactly the opposite of Eliphaz's accusations. Berkat oved alay tavo. The blessing of the one who was lost would come on me. He would bless me for saving him. I would elate the heart of the widow. I would take care of all of the disenfranchised and embittered and lost souls. A beautiful image. I would clothe myself in justice and then it would. I would clothe it. So I would first wear the mantle of justice and then it would enter me and I'd be clothing it. I would be the essence of justice. My rulership, my justice, was like a cloak and like a shawl. I was the eyes for the blind. for And I was the legs for the lame. In other words, I would help the blind when they couldn't find their way and I would walk uh, and, and help the lame walk where they couldn't walk and we should understand this typically in, in a metaphoric sense, is that in, perhaps in a court setting, if there was somebody who did not know how to find the argument to support them, and they were poor, I would help them out. And if there was somebody who did not know which way to go, they were lame in that sense, I would help them walk. Av yonim. I was the father of the destitute. And even an argument that I didn't know about, I would look into. Somebody would come up to me and say, Can you look into this matter? See if I have a claim. And I'd look into it. I wouldn't avoid it and say, Not my business. I would break the fangs of evil. And from its teeth, I would tear, I would, Throw out the torn one. When mean somebody was being torn up by an evil person. I would break the teeth and I would save the person. Almost reminding us of of David's description of his saving the lamb from the lion and from the bear. Vaomar im kiniagva, and this now goes back after his description of his own tzidkut and why people who saw him would would uh, would confirm that he was indeed worthy of all of this adulation. And I said, I will die with my own nest. Meaning, I've made a, a nest for myself, a, a protected place, and i will that's where I'll live the rest of my life. There's a little play on words here. Uh, and I will live as long as the sand by the sea. But notice, it's an odd image to use. So, yamim, when spelled the same way, but vocalized a little bit differently, uh, with a dagesh and the mem and a patach, would mean the seas. And the sand by the seas. There's a little play on words. Shorshi fatuach And now he describes himself as a tree, which, by the way, was a mashal used several times in both on both sides. And in describing the rasha, say that his tree, the roots go sour, and the and the and the shoot from it dies and withers. Here he says, my branch was open to the water, meaning I was getting lots of nourishment. Vital yalin and the dew would sleep on my branches. Kvodi chadashimadi, my honor was always new. In other words, people never get, got tired of my presence as a leader and as somebody to honor. The kashti bi'adita Khalif and my bow would always l'achlif, which we find, for instance, in the in, uh, latter part of Yeshayahu, is, uh, is to always be renewed. My bow would not get old. It would be renewed. Li People would hear me and they would long to hear more. And they would be silent. Yidmu, to hear my counsel. They wouldn't, they'd want to be quiet and hear it. it doesn't mean they wouldn't sleep. It means after my words, they wouldn't repeat. Meaning they had nothing to say. There was no comeback. alemo And my words would drip on them. Like karof, uh, rof the idea that it would they would drop on them. My teacher would drop on them like rain. Vichaluch they would long for it like rain. Ufihem pa arulam as if somebody opening up their mouth to get late late season rain. Eschakalehem loyaminu. A little bit of a strange and difficult phrase to, to uh to parse, but I my laughter to them, they couldn't believe it. Now whether that means what I'm going through now, which is to be a laughing stock, nobody would believe it, or whether it means that when I was in a uh in, in, in when things were good and I would smile towards them, they'd be like in a dream state. It was so great to have the great Eov smile at us. And that fits from the second half or loya Pilun. And when I would, uh, smile at them and show the, gl- the light of my face at them, show them favor, loya pilun, it's as if they would never fall again. Evchardar khan I would choose their way for them. They'd want, they'd say, how do we do this? They'd ask me. Ve'eshav rosh. Ve'eshkon kemalach pagdud. And I would sit at the head of the meetings and I would live like the king of the, of their battalion. Kasher avali minach, avali And this, Three words at the end of this parak at the end of the section also because as we'll see the next parak goes into a very different mood. Uh, really, is the connection? These three words are the connection and double back to the disputants because the, the the overwhelming description of what Eov says is about his taking care of the of the indigent, of the poor, of the disenfranchised, which in three words would be kasher avilim yenachem. I comfort. The mourners, whether they're mourners who are mourning for death or mourning for great financial loss or mourning because of terrible calamities that have happened to them, all of which Eo himself has experienced, um, and I comforted them. I comforted them not just by giving them nice words, but actually helping them and being their eyes and being their legs and being their counsel and being their advocate. And there is a very strong and not so discreet... Uh, critique of the disputants who ostensibly came to do the same thing and from EO's perspective failed miserably. We'll pick it up in the next podcast and look at Periklamen, the second of the three parts of EO's second speech, uh, in the next podcast. In the time, everybody should have a wonderful day.